Welcome to Navigating Nourishment. We are your hosts. I'm Debbie. And I'm Wendy. And we are National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coaches. In each of our episodes, we're going to navigate through all the overwhelming and controversial information in the world of health, wellness, and well-being. If you're tired of false promises and want honest answers and clarity, we invite you to step into curiosity to explore new perspectives and discover what works for your unique body and life. Ah, we are so delighted to have Casey Pesch today, uh, owner, founder, chef of two of our favorite restaurants in town here in Monmouth County, uh, Apple Street and Dejit. And we're just, we've been going to your restaurants for years and so, so thrilled to have you on our podcast and YouTube to share everything that is so good about uh, your chefing. <laughs> Thank you guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Deli- it's delicious food. It's, it's farm to table. It's, cha- you know, your menus change. And then of course you have always had have the favorites that don't change too because we have favorites but it's it's like always I know I'm going there and I'm not compromising anything when I go there because as Wendy you know whenever we go go outside of our homes to eat we feel like we're always sacrificing something um but going to your places I don't feel that way at all so it's a really right. I appreciate I appreciate having you around yeah <laughs> thank you thank you yeah Bless and we you. don't yeah. Yeah, we don't say that lightly either. And part of it's because, you know, when when you know the chef, it's a unique opportunity to be able to actually know you and know the chef behind the food that's coming to the table. So we're, yeah. you know, we we feel a little bit spoiled that way, honestly. <laughs> you uh-huh. know, if, if we could know the farmers, that would be beautiful, right? I mean, that's how it used to be. Yeah. We, we, we knew the farmers, we knew the chefs. Um, so let's take a step back. Tell us a little bit about your story because there's a lot of family lineage and a, a lot comes from, you know, cooking with your own family. So I'm going to just toss it to you. Let yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. And also going back to where you said, you know, knowing myself and it, I, I always look at it as trust. So like, you know, your, your neighborhood eatery and, you know, it becomes like your place you go um, because you trust, yeah. you know, the food is going to be quality. It's going to be consistent, you know, so that, yeah. That's a big factor. It's it's a little more than going out and buying a t-shirt, <laughs> you know, like people really cherish Just a what they yeah. So it's yeah. people really like are into what they're putting in their bodies, you know, and your people are hungry and want to eat and want to eat well. So yeah, it's it's great. It's a great, you know, it's it's um it's definitely like a uh, a good reward, you know, where people are satisfied, you know, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my story, uh, yeah, I started cooking very young and just loving to eat. Like when I was a kid, I was a little husky, as they say, you know, and I would just enjoy food. Would you like a little more? You're like, yes, every time. <laughs> and I grew up around like really good food, you know, a big family on both sides of the family. And, um, you know, I think what really inspired me a lot was just our family parties and gatherings. Because, you know, my grandmother or mother or aunt and uncle, they would cook for, and my grandfather, they would cook for several people, you know, and it was almost like a big catering party. And they, they you know, just knew how to do it on all sides. Even even my family that weren't even in the industry, you know, it, it was, it's, 
So growing up around that, you learn how to entertain and, um, you know, basic hospitality. So that was oh, very yeah. beneficial. Yeah. And, so and, and am I am I right in knowing that you 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 have are of Italian background? Is were both yeah, sides so of your family Italian? My father is one hundred percent Italian um, from Campania region by Naples, um, a small little island. My grandmother was born in uh, Ventutene, which is uh, in the Naples Bay. Um, so our family came in like the nineteen twenties to uh, Brooklyn, and then migrated to Staten Island. Um, and then my other side of the family, um, Irish, German, English, like Scottish, Dutch, <laughs> you know. So, um, yes. yeah, a little bit of a nice mix, you know. Yeah, so they beer. were, both sides were big cooks. Both sides of your family were big cooks? Yes, yeah. So on my father's yeah. side, so my Italian side of the family, my grandfather um, opened up a butcher shop. Um, and his, my great-grandparents had a, like a grocery store in Brooklyn. Um, All right. and then my grandfather went ahead and basically wanted to have a butcher shop. So he hired a, a butcher to train him, um, and then learn how to butcher himself and then had that business for about 30 years in Staten Island. Um, and he, as my uncle got older, my, my father's brother, uncle Joe, he, um, worked at the butcher shop and did Joey the caterer. So he had his catering business out of there as well. So so yeah, like that was the one side. And then my on my mother's side, my granny, my mom's mother, she worked for a catering company um, in mm. Staten Island. So, you know, she she understood the grind and slicing hundreds of pounds of turkey during Thanksgiving. And <laughs> um, so I, le I learned a lot from her as well. Um, yeah, eventually my mom and grandmother did like a little side uh, catering business growing up when yeah. I was probably around 11 to like 13, 14. So that was, yeah, that was my probably, that was technically my first job, I would say, is working <laughs> catering with them. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. literally in your blood and part of your character. It's just... It is. And, you know, it, be, it was something that I, I like took on too quickly. And I, um, it, it's very like common sense base so I, I you know and that's kind of how my brain works so you know I picked up on things quickly and it and noticed I was getting better and better and it was just kind of like it just seemed like the right path to take for myself yeah wonderful in the introduction I think Debbie referenced your seasonality and that's one of the things we love and so because then as a chef I'm you know and for us as well we don't get bored because things change and the garden shifts and seasons have different our bodies have different needs where's your inspiration come from besides the family i mean obviously the garden but how do you come up with your dishes like what how do you start do you start with the vegetables do you start with where where does it start i'm so yeah it can it can come from you know, a lot of different things. It could be um, just thinking about, yeah, we have a certain product. Like right now we have sunchokes. Like we just picked mm -hmm. sunchokes this week. So we made sunchoke soup. And, you know, so that with seasonal cooking, it actually it makes it a little bit easier because you're limited. Yeah. And then from there, you, you just pull your past experience, things that work, um, and then kind of piece it together. Um, so it's generally like one thing that sparks it. And then 
I, you know, I have chefs at both restaurants that, so we collaborate all the time. You know, we talk about a dish. Um, for example, today, my, my chef, uh, Jason Arlano at, at Apple Street, um, he's, he was talking about a brioche um, type of Viennese bun, um, almost like a bagel bun, but like a brioche. And we're talking about it with smoked salmon. So like we, we've just been kind of like going back and forth the past two days about this dish. Um, and but we know what it's going to taste like, you know, the texture. We're eating it in our mind and like thinking. So it's, you know, not, you, the more you cook, the more it, it you can kind of taste what it's going to be. You know, you, you just know it. <laughs> so it's like a, you yeah. know, it's more of, but then, you know, with the smoked salmon, I, last summer we had barrage. So are you guys familiar with that? For it yeah. or barrage? Just recently, yeah. actually, yeah. For me. I still have yeah. some growing in my garden. Yeah, they they grow like amazing in our climate. Very big and luscious leaves. Um, they have little pinchers on them, so they're you have to cook them. But um, over the summer, I said that would be amazing, like barrage cream cheese for smoked salmon because salmon cucumber is an amazing. You know, that's a great combination. So you know, working on that. So this dish that my chef brought up to me, you know, sparked the the barrage from the summer and I'm like okay now it's coming together so that's kind of you know how we work on it and other other things if we're running a like a sandwich special it's fairly simple to put together you know some ingredients that you have around um but we're con I'm, I'm constantly writing uh menus whether it be catering private parties um you know the in-house so it, it's I'm trained to write like menu menus it's it's part of my like weekly job <laughs> and I enjoy it. It's fine. It's a good creative outlet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I imagine you have, you have relationships with local farms and lo local farmers and local other products that are doing stuff that are providing to you regularly. I imagine that's the case. So we do. It's all like people we know and uh, I know in the industry, and it's kind of like, you know, Mumford, who who I bought at um, the old Mumfords I bought mm -hmm. at Apple Street from. Yeah, Chris Mumford. He, Chris Mumford. He farms, so he he grows, you know, butternut squash, heirloom tomatoes, so herbs. You know, he's he. We're constantly texting all all summer long with what he has, um, and then we have. You know, another local farmer in Tinton Falls we use. There, there's like several just small, small time um, farmers that either sell at farmers markets um, or direct to restaurants. So, mm -hmm. you know, this little, so it, it makes it fun because, you you know, we have our mushroom guy in Long Branch who he cultivates all right. the mushrooms indoor. Plus he, he also um, forages in the woods. So we get great stuff from him year round. Um, of course, our garden is is a big uh, resource for us. And you know, when when I have oysters, we I also have an oyster farm with a few um, of my high school buddies. So you know, summertime we have our own oysters that we grow, which is awesome. And I didn't know that. Bonus. Yeah, yeah. So it's just our little network of all through the years and friends, and um, you know, we all help each other out. My my buddy Kyle from Second Jetty, he's um, someone landed a tuna and he has his license to sell his tuna. So boom, like ah, I'll, I'll nice. run to, yeah, I'll run down to Atlantic Highlands and grab 
a whole tuna or two of them. So we're all kind of looking out for each other in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and, if, and cool. we help each other. Like we help each other. If, if Mumford has way too many tomatoes for the week, you know, I'm I'll shoot texts to a few of my buddies who own restaurants and you know try to help him move product. That's that's the hard part. The time sensitivity of um, you know vine yeah. ripened tomatoes and yeah. 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 I'm wondering what changed for you in your approach to the table and cooking or in your communication with people either during the pandemic, after the pandemic, have, has things, have things shifted for you besides everything being more expensive? <laughs> yes. Everything's gotten out of control. <laughs> um, yeah. It basically turned on like a survival mode. Um, I kind of just took advantage rather than we didn't go into panic mode at all. Uh, maybe for maybe for like five days a week. <laughs> There's yeah. definitely some just mass confusion, like, all right, you gotta shut your doors, go home. Um, so it was it was awkward that first week, but um we just kind of thought on our feet. Like we had a week off and basically said, How could we do this? You know, we're allowed you know, we got all the guidelines, like we're allowed to, we're allowed to do takeout, mask, blah, 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 blah. You know, we, we got the whole outline. So then we decided to sell um, provisions as well as our menu to go at, at G first. And it worked out very well. We had an online ordering list with everything from dairy, um, dry goods, flowers, yeast, eggs, um, meats, fish, all like portioned and ready to go for you to cook at home. Um, mm. So it, it became their grocery shop where they didn't have to go to the store. Um, mm. So they would get their takeout for lunch or dinner and then they get their groceries. We'd have it all boxed up for them. Um, anything organic, you know, high quality produce, meats, fish and eggs. It was, it, it, and it, it, we, we were surviving, you know, we, we were getting through it. And before you know it, it was over <laughs> yeah. and then a little, and then we just opened our eyes and like, all right, here we are now. <laughs> what happened in the past three years? Like, oh my God. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, during that time, I spent a lot more time with my family, which was nice. Um, you know, my kids and wife. And so that, that was, that was a big plus, which in the industry is hard to get that time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. And I understand you're renovating, right? Apple Street, is that correct? Yes, yes very excited. Um, that was a kind of a, going back to COVID, that was kind of our setback. I wanted to start this three years ago. Um, but it, it, it was definitely helpful to kind of sit back and reassess our first plans here. Um, but we're all set. We have drawings. We're going to hopefully break ground before the new year. Um, be finished either late spring early summer of next year and it's going to be like a whole new a whole new thing here it's going to be very cool um more dining space um, yes good <laughs> good you know, yeah more dining space just a great layout a great space for a lot of private events private parties pop-ups um outdoor events um so yeah we're very excited and i've I've been living in this whole design for like a few years. So I'm, I'm the only yeah. one that can really know what, <laughs> what it is. I've been walking through it for a while, but um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's, you know, it's time for like the next step here. 
this building, Mumford, uh, 30 years ago, added onto it. So nothing's been done to the building in 30 years. So it's, yeah. it's time, time for a nice refresh and um, just kind of create another level, you know, and, and move forward and yeah, just have a, a very unique, interesting place that people are going to enjoy and draw people to Apple Street. It's, it's a great location. Um, a lot of people, they don't know about this street. But it's close to you know a lot of the parkway and yeah, yeah, towns. easy to get to, and ample parking. Yeah. yeah, and it's beautiful at night. It's quiet. Um, it's not a busy street at night, and so it's you know we we do want to do some pop up dinners uh, that we'll we'll promote uh, through social media and email blasts. So that that's a fun thing to do. Yeah, it's we're excited. Very excited. Yeah, that's great. We do want to plug the, uh, getting on your email list because you do send out menus and you send out your catering and you send uh -huh. out, you know, specials and everything. So we want to definitely plug that. How do, how do people put, you know, we'll put it in the show notes, but let's just have you share what that, uh, what your handles are in that sort of thing. How do they get on your newsletter list? Yeah, so um, newsletter list, that's a good question because I don't handle that, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> shoot, shoot. We'll put um, it in our show notes. We'll, we'll get we'll, it. We'll, we'll get it. We'll, yeah, we'll get it. I just put no. you on the spot. Shoot. <laughs> just well, people, Yeah. Well, definitely, we want to encourage our, our listeners to visit and, and share and, and get on the list. Um, I, I just want to clarify with or question you know with the renovation are you going to keep your garden yes so we, we are keeping our garden um in addition to the garden we're going to add a greenhouse oh mm. yeah so half of the garden will be greenhouse so we can grow all year um and yeah, also hold nice. a lot of a lot of our hardy herbs that you know like the rosemaries and, and sage that may winter and die um you know i'd like to kind of keep that and be able to grow basically herbs, tomatoes, a lot of basil all year round in there. Um, so that, that's going to be great. And the garden, garden's going to be like a little bit more refined, um, where I would love when this is all done that you guys can come and do a little event in our garden again, like Ooh, we did love that. 15 years ago. <laughs> we did 15 yeah. years ago. I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, so yeah. we could do an event like that out there. So it's going to be a nice raised bed garden um you know just we're, we're we're starting we don't have a ton of space but we're starting to kind of branch out into other farms or gardens that people have and growing on there as well so you know basically we're self-sufficient in garlic for like five months out of the year so far <laughs> yeah. um, and so this year we actually we got offered up an estate and they said oh we have a huge garden and beds open oh, go for oh, it nice. So yeah. my dad and I, my dad and I planted six, seven hundred garlics for next year. Um, so we don't, they're safe and sound for the renovation. They're on another property. Um, yeah, sorry to get sidetracked, but like that's that's exciting. Of, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get excited about that kind of stuff. We do. <laughs> yeah. We do. I love a chef that's also got his hands dirty in the in the, in the yeah. dirt too. I mean, that is mm. part of the allure and the appeal and that brings that quality to the table. I think that's just, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's, I think it's, yeah, the, it's what you put into it. 
you know, it's the energy you put into it, you know, definitely contributes. Yeah. I believe, you know, that it's, you know, there's, uh, they have heart, heart in it. And it is, um, yeah. I think that through everybody, when they do something really well, you know, you, you notice and it feels good yeah. or, um, yeah. Passion. Recently, I had to speak. It was career day at my son, my eighth grade son, uh, Luca's school. So it was about owning the restaurants. And so it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty funny that we, I had to like talk to the eight year olds about, and I, I broke it down very simply, like um, teamwork. And it listed every single position to basically mm -hmm. achieve one day, which is, you know, at Jita's 16 people to just perform lunch, you know, or dinner. Um, right. So breaking it down to them, like, you know, this is not just one person or that, you know, it takes a, right. a lot of people um, and a, a lot of passion to get to get it done. You know, I, yeah. I have to, I have to be on the forefront and, and keep my head together and, you know, keep positive and keep, keep the train moving and everybody kind of That's moving right. and happy. Um, but yeah, the, the, the team is the big aspect. And the funny thing, the kids asked, um, they asked, could you make a lot of money? Or they asked, how much money do you make? And I said, what? <laughs> I'm like, I just told you, I'm like, there's 16 people to operate one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't, you didn't be, you're not in this business to be a millionaire, billionaire, right? It's not, that's not the point. Well, those, but, those, you know, those people, I, those avenues are there in the industry for sure, but it's, you know. Of course. Yeah, but it's, um, you take on what you can take, what you can handle, I guess. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. You do have a family and a wife, so a wife and a kid, so that's important. Yeah. You want to keep that. Um, I have a question for you about your vision and maybe starting starting from years and years and years ago when this all began, maybe when you first opened the little digit on route 35 up in Middletown, yeah. like, tell me what, tell me what your vision was and does it, did it match what's going on now? Or, and do you have a vision for what going forward with what, what you're going to be doing in the future? Like, I want to hear about how this. Yeah. Um, it, I like the vision was difficult. My wife said, well, what's your concept? What do you want to do? Or, 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 first restaurant gee, like in Middletown and I'm yeah. like I don't know I don't know I was back and forth I'm like well you know we, we want to have a family we want to have kids uh what's realistic where we have a balance of life you know that's what it's important for us but so I decided to kind of take it take it slow you know I started very small and just kind of feel it out I'd never owned a, re a business before a restaurant and so I went small and took it slow. And then it kind of just went quick. You know, it, it was in a year and a half, we we moved to the Grove. And my, my original concept wasn't to do dinners, it was to do maybe, maybe private dinners, you know, for special occasions, uh -huh. not dinner service, six nights a week. So the, it kind of just, it kind of just took me and just pulled me in a direction, you know, that I had to make those choices, and that they were the right, mm -hmm. you know, I'm happy with my choices. But I, I didn't, I didn't ever think I was going to be in the Grove. I, what was funny was I had opened Jeep and my sister was getting married. So there, she was shoe shopping. So my sister, my mom and I were, were shopping in the Grove, 
we had lunch at the old uh, restaurant there, Pasta Fresca. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking around. I said, Ma, I'm like, I'd love to have a place like this. She's like, oh, watch what you wish for. Watch what you wish for. And then, and then next thing you know, like that, that all happens. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy with my choice there. It is taking a lot of um, sacrifice, you know, a lot of hard work, sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I'm still gonna be there for a long time, and I, and I still want to push it to the next level and have, you know, plans to, um, do more there as well. You know, I mm. don't see myself having more than two restaurants, but what what we do have, you know, I just want to keep on evolving and improving there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want we don't want you to go anywhere. <laughs> Just, let's make that clear. <laughs> don't don't <Yeah>. leave. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as far as Apple Street, like you know, with doing the whole remodel, and um, I kind of feel like I'm, we're setting it up for years to come. You know, at least twenty years to come. And what happens in between, we don't know. You know, we we'll just kind of take it as it comes. Um, but it's just yeah, kind of just thinking um simple one step at a time you know <laughs> try to make the right decision yeah. um kind of be patient and don't don't react kind of sit on things but be ready to make a move when when i you know we can do something to improve um my initial design for the um apple street renovation was on a lot larger scale than what i'm doing and the more i look i saw it and looked at it and we we were delayed because of covid so I said, you know what, this is not, doesn't have the feel of what I want. You know, it's not. So scaling it back. So it's it's going to be larger, but still have a homey, intimate feel to it. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's good to be like in a tight room with people, you know, it kind of brings people together. I always I think about okay. Christmas Eve where we're in my, you know, my grandparents old house. That's a tiny one room and there's 20 people in it, you know, people on the floor, <laughs> on the couch, on the chairs. <laughs> You know, you just—it's—I yeah, yeah. don't know—you get used to it, and it's—it kind of—it—it creates an environment where you're forced to all interact and talk, and you know, you know, and that all ties into the restaurant. It's all like hospitality and and just um, that taking care of people, eating, having a good time, drinking wine, um, yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I think the environment that you have created in every space that you've had has been, I think the environment is, you know, that's what drew me at first. And then the food was like the, wow, you know, but the environment that you have created in the places is, is definitely part of the draw. And you know, for, for Debbie and I in our business, one of our foundations besides nourishment is connection with people. And you definitely get that when you come to Apple Street and Jeep. So, yeah. Right. We have a, we have our um, little mantra when you walk into Jeep and above. I don't know if a lot, anybody really, you know, some people see it, but it's right above um, and it's lit up. Yeah. And it's all our, our yeah. story about Jeep's grandpa kind of, because uh, that's one thing we should talk about. Um, people, a lot of people don't know what the name means. You know, they ask me all the time, but it's just, did you eat? Yeah. Did you eat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your grandfather used to say that all the time, right? Yeah. So yeah, my father named it. He just yelled out 
we yelled out at it like a family dinner. G, we're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's the name. That's the name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that stuck. So I, no. I also, okay, I was going to say, I, I wanted to ask about your your choices of of um, like your your choices as a, as having a restaurant and having fresh food and organic food and all the stuff that's real. It's real food. I know that a lot of restaurants cut corners because it's cheaper. You know, they they yeah. they choose things because it's 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 food is so expensive, especially quality food. And I'm sure that there's it's it's come across your mind a few times. How can we how can we make this a little bit less expensive in some ways? And some, you know, some restaurants sacrifice health for that. You know, I, I'd mm -hmm. say not some most restaurants sacrifice health for that. You know, they use ingredients that we wouldn't use at home or that aren't necessarily nourishing. And so your choice to not do that and your your choice to use quality no matter what. Like I want to hear about that choice in your mind. And was it a choice or was that just how you always did things? And it wasn't there was no yeah. choice. No, well yeah, it was just that's my like moral food standard. You know, that's just kind of we don't do that. You know, I've I've had chefs <laughs> tell me for years, they just said, oh, well, you could make, you know, thousands of dollars more a year on your Joey sandwich if you change to the chicken that everybody else uses. And I would never refuse yeah. or our chicken salad. You know, we'd never, you know, sacrifice that. Um, yeah. So that was like a, that was a big thing. Um, but yeah, it's, that's, red meat is very expensive. So like, we don't serve a lot of red meat at eat because you know, you have to charge $60 for a steak. Well, most people aren't mm -hmm. going to have a steak for $60. So, um, yeah, we, G kind of, G just evolved to what it, it, it was a, it was um, just wild how it just kind of took like the Joey sandwich and the, the chicken salad. You know, the, the business is basically built on, on like two, on three sandwiches. You know, that's what kind of, <laughs> or, and, the, and like three sandwiches and like three salads. Um, and that was it. It was just th those were all like home runs. And I never thought that, you know, I've worked at French restaurants. I, I like Michelin food, fine dining. I like all types of food. Um, and it kind of just, that's what stuck. And I don't know why, but, it, you know, I think it's because it's, it's familiar, it's common, you know, and just like you said, like it's fresh and good quality. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the simpler things are the things that actually like really clicked with consumers. Um, you know, as far as ingredient, yeah, we won't, I won't, you know, there, there is times we may use a frozen product, but not, it's not sacrificing the, the quality yeah. or the nutrition for it. Right. You know, if we bought yeah. frozen blueberries, you know, or more nutritious frozen or, um, you know, there's time, there's certain times to use like frozen is not so bad, but processed foods, you know, never, never buying, um, you know, processed. Um, yeah, just very clean, fresh and, and basic, you know, back to basics, how they used to do it in the old days, you know, not, not yeah. mass producing, um, you know, people say, oh, why are your chicken fingers so good? Like they like the, they like the, the things like that on our menus. And it's just, well, because they're like it's real chicken, and we buttermilk <laughs> marinate it, and it's not for it's not not Tyson's yeah. frozen nuggets or anything. 
but <laughs> it's doing those i think it's doing those little things that's what hubert uh peter from the fromagerie um he that was his saying is the little things the little things you know at, it was always the little little things that people noticed like the soup when i first started working there i made the soup and you know if you made a great soup the owner knew about it right away it was like because these are people that would come in frequently and if you made something really good as the, the soup is just is a freebie if you order an entree there you get a soup or salad so it doesn't have to be amazing because they look at it like they're getting it free but when it is right. it's like you make their whole night over the soup <laughs> not the not the expensive like veal chop or whatever it is right um, right Right. Yeah, so the Huber's all uh, from Germany and like really thick German accent, and he, he was always just little things, little things. Um, so it's yeah, this industry is very common sense. It's very simple. I think the equation's simple. It's just for one having like the energy to perform and execute. You know, that's a big thing because it, it it takes a lot of energy, and I'm, I'm fortunate that my crews are very. They're, they they know how to work. They're very hard workers, and it's they enjoy what they do, so they have fun. Um, in those long days, we like we have a good time. You know, we actually enjoy time together. We're at work. We see each other more than we see our families. <laughs> um, That's right. So that is a family. Yeah. Today, uh, Jason at Apple Street. Today, my chef. He's been under the wet. He's been kind of having colds for a month, and we're like, what's going on here? So I found spirulina in my glove compartment, which I gave him uh, four <laughs> days worth of spirulina. So he's, <laughs> so we're kind of, yeah, it's like some of my, me and my chefs were like old married couples, like. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Here, honey, take, take your spirulina tonight. That's right. <laughs> and I, I'm like, take three in the morning, three when you get home. Okay. <laughs> well that energy gets into the food too i mean we're debbie and i are such believers in the energy of the environment and the energy of the chefs going into the food and Absolutely. and helping be part of the nourishment of it so yeah yeah that's a great i love that word the nourishment is you know kind of just sums it all up is like you know the whole thing is just nourishing you know it yeah yeah it feeds your soul and you you know you feel good and and satisfied and full and um yeah it's happy living you know that's <laughs> like what makes things good yeah exactly sure. exactly love it yeah. love chatting with you and uh we've got to get over there Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> i know it <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story is there anything else you want to plug for our listeners i think that's it you know if you do want to get on the mailing list you can go on the websites um and direct email yeah. us um any information we do have thanksgiving catering coming up our deadline mm -hmm. is next saturday so get your orders in turkey time nice. over at apple street um yeah and we just holidays are coming and look forward to that and i really appreciate you contacting me and getting in touch again and doing this um we definitely have to do the garden dinner in the future yes yeah we're all in yeah we're, we're up for that for sure yeah, we look forward to doing that together great thank Good. you so much
Yes, great. Right, we wish you, you the best week, especially with your renovation. Hope everything goes smoothly. Thanks for tuning in to Navigating Nourishment. When listeners take a few seconds to subscribe and leave us a review, it really helps our podcast grow and to create more clarity around personal well-being. To get more rich content and to become part of our exclusive podcast community, join our private Navigating Nourishment Facebook group. Thanks again so much for listening. Stay curious, keep learning, and keep exploring.